Hi, everyone. Welcome back again. This is the Iconist Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Barry3D for Deep, Dark, Delicious. And I'm here with DJ Rod C. Yes, people, we're all here. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Right? How you doing, Wendy Williams? All right. Hope she's doing good. Um, you know, a lot of people get starring on her show, but that, that's that show. This is this show. Wish her well. Mm-hmm. Um, so once again, thank you. Thank you very much for tuning in, downloading and, and, and streaming our podcast, watching the video, however you decide to get it. And, and no, the Iconist podcast is on all streaming platforms uh, from, you know, iTunes, Spotify, Google mm-hmm. Podcast, mm-hmm. iHeartRadio. And on and on and on. So you can find it anywhere you get your podcast at. And if you want to get it directly from the source, then you just go to iconis.podbean.com. Mm. Right. Yep. And I said, I, you know, an icon is, it's really like icon and is I C O N I S iconis. Uh, though that's, that's, you know, where you can find us. You can see it also on uh, YouTube. And once again, at the end of the video, you'll see there's a flow code. Use your QR scanner on your, your telephone. Just boop. Scan it and you'll get all the links mm-hmm. for everywhere you got to find the podcast, find us and, and, and track us down. And then, you know, yeah. like, subscribe, share, hit your notification button. So this way, you know, when a new episode drops, but generally speaking, it drops, you know, we drop twice a week, right? Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So Tuesday, it goes up on YouTube Wednesday, which is brand new comic book day, you know, so you can listen to this on your way to the comic book store. The, the podcast Let's drops. Go. Yep. And you can find my individual stuff along with this on my main website, which is barry3d.com. And if you can't find it, that means you're spelling my name wrong. That that, that it's it's Barry, not Barry, Barry. you know, not Blackberry, right? Uh, even though they owe me probably money. So it's Barry B-A-R-R-Y-A. So I remember B-A-R-R-Y-3D.com. That that's my website. You can find all that. At the same time, there's other people that help out the show. So first, I want to give it up to my my comedy brothers who I roll with, be it, you know, once in every, we do three videos uh, that drop, you know, uh, three to four videos that drop weekly on with them. So that's a touch of gray matter. Once again, on YouTube, if you go down to the featured channels on our YouTube channel, you'll see the links there for them. And that is Dave Sokolowski, Zelf Ali, Thomas Patrice, and myself, Barry 3D Carter. And every week we have our own shows and do a roundtable of topics that, you know, from serious to funny and wacky all in between. And, and sometimes we're just cutting up on each other, which is a lot of fun. We're think of us like, you know, as I said, um, the, we're the Canadian version of the plastic cup boys or the Canadian <laughs> version of blue collar comedy. That that's what it is that we're out there doing. And we are diverse. <laughs> so that that's what it is. You've got a Brown guy, two black guys and a Polish guy. Yeah. That, that jokes ensue because of that. Uh, so that's, that's one aspect where you can catch us. Um, you, another website and friend and things, you know, uh, shows, friends of the show. Look for Jimmy English with Back to the Balcony. He has his podcast doing season two. I'm going on there uh, once again. And, or I've probably already been on there and I'm waiting for the episode to actually drop. And his is streaming all over places you can find your podcast too. So look for the black microphone on the red background. That's his logo. Very funny. Has a different guest on each week. Um, and they review all movies, you know, given a second to look. So a lot of fun to listen to. I have a lot of fun when I'm on there. Absolutely. Um, and then there's Rat G TV with Zeus Fleming. I uh, was a guest on that particular show. 
hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. A lot of fun pop culture. They do reviews of movies, talk wrestling, video games, uh, um, you know, anything, anything. And you know, that's pop culture related music. And they cover it all, but in such a fun, fun way. Um, and of course, not last but not least, but then there's Paul Ash. That's my, my homeboy, my mentor in comedy. Took me under his wing back in, in Montreal. And he's got a bunch of shows. So when he's not performing live, you can find him and you can see more at paulash.com. If he's not performing live, then you can find him on YouTube uh, when he's streaming on all, you know, YouTube and Twitter and so forth. And he has a show called Battlecom, which is a nerd game show. He has a nice interview show called uh, They Talk Funny, where he brings in a bunch of different comedians from all over North America. And they do interviews and explain more about the comedy process their takes on it, where they've gone and what they're hoping to do. And it's really a nice thing to get into a comedian's mind, to see different styles. So it's not just limited to one style that, you know, that opens up. And then another show he called uh, the check-in where it's him. And I believe it's Claudio. They, you know, or sorry, him and Mike Gamash, him and Mike Gamash, you know, we'll talk to different people and just check in with them on how they're doing at this time and day and age. That's, that is absolutely for sure. So those are some shows you got to check out. And then last but not least, the one that makes us look so pretty, Jason Rees. Jay Bird Digital Arts. Look for him at the end of the video. You'll see his contact information there. He can hook you up from logos like he did for us, templates, uh, flyers, and anything else you need to get for your show. Absolutely. Or event. He's got you covered. Absolutely. You know, very professional, quick, great price. That, that That's for sure. And... Two locations I like to go to. When I'm in Montreal and I want to pick up my comic mm-hmm. books, I go to my original stomping grounds, which is Check Swing. So if you go, if you're in Montreal, make your way over to to Broussard. That's right, mm-hmm. and hit Check Swings and look for Trevor and the rest of the crew there. And hey, pick up a bottle of hot sauce because he's got his own hot sauces there from nice. mild to oh my god, what have I done to myself? So good, and you won't think it right. You'll look at Trevor, but Trevor is part Bayesian, so but big up. <laughs> Trevor knows about right. BIM. Oh, Jesus, he All knows right, about yeah. BIM. All right, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, so that's one. And then in Ontario, where we are right now, my other favorite comic book store I like to go to is Wow Comics. Mm-hmm. Warehouse of Wonder out in Kitchener. Uh, my homeboy, Wes. Definitely check him out. Two floors of comic books. Insane. Pretty much like half a million comic books are on that location. New ones coming in all the time. If you want to, you know, finish off any of your collections and missing certain back issues that's the place to go it, it is a little bit of a drive depending where you're at it but it is worth the drive to kitchener trust me i do it all the time you if i got a show in kitchener or close by usually i swing by there first before i gotta go and hit the stage so whew, that is it that's 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 all i gotta say i'm gonna catch my breath now i'm gonna let i'm gonna let my cousin speak rod where can we find you well you can find me I didn't freeze. No, I just joke. Oh, so you wow. can find me on- <laughs> he used my own joke against me. So you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Rod C. Uh, they definitely can find me live on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. Listen, I'm there every week having fun, playing a different assorted amount of music. Um, um, tomorrow, I'll be doing an 80s and 90s kind of jam, you know, on a raid on that, that type of scenario. So well, it's going to be fun. So listen, always come through, check me out, hit that follow, and make sure you say, hey, I saw you guys, I saw you on Arconis. That's right. 
appreciate that. Pass true. Say you saw me and you got you got followed there through this. And I'll give you a shout out and everything along that line. So that's about it. So yeah, I think we're gonna have a good day today. I'm sure you saw the title. What was that about? Who's that? We're gonna tell you. Like we always do. Who is that? Well, there's only one way to find out. Sit down, get your coffee. You know what? If you're having lunch, enjoy your lunch. Doing the drive to from work for you going it. Do it. If you're working from do home, it. put one headset, put one headphone on, and and then keep on working. Right on, because use the boss. Here we go. We are talking about you know DC Comics Vigilante. Mm. 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 Who's that? Yeah, good question. Who was that man in black, you know, with a little bit of white on his costume and, and, and red ski goggles? Mm, mm. We we gonna talk about him because Vigilante's been showing up, right? Like, yeah, well, yeah, and they and see, they tease us, they tease us. So first, they teased us with Vigilante in the Arrow universe, in the CW Arrow universe. They yeah. brought in a character, and we were like, "Ooh, it's Vigilante!" And then it's it's that, that's not Vigilante. They they made him Prometheus, but it's like, oh wait a minute, they kind of got away. They 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 twisted it on us. Yeah, yeah give it you know the sleight of hand. Shell yeah. game on us. They shell yeah. game us. Man. They shell gamed us hard, and I'm like, ah, stop combining heroes or stop combining villains. You know, we're gonna use this person's uh, identity, but we're gonna make him this villain this time instead of their true traditional villain. I'm like, no, no, no. Still enjoyed it though. Um, and then this character is coming out in Peacemaker, the upcoming Peacemaker mm. series with John Cena. Can't see me. So you know it, that means he's probably working by himself because John Cena is invisible. Um, so we're we're gonna get down to the <laughs> original roots of this character. Where did he come from? We're gonna talk about the because as many people have taken on the role of vigilante, mm-hmm. we're getting down to the 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 nitty gritty. Let's do it. All right, here we go. So this character was first debuted in Teen Titans. Uh, sorry, the new Teen Titans issue number twenty three back in September nineteen eighty two. This is when mm-hmm. Vigilante first made his appearance. Um, you know, and in that it was a new Teen Titans annual number two, uh, August of 1983. So, you know, he, he's made appearances and then finally got his own in 83, got his own ongoing series that went 50 issues. Right. Since then, he's had other issues that have come back, but that was his main run. Now, this character, you know, at first glance, you might think, oh, he, he's just a, a Punisher knockoff, right? You know, and, and a lot of times the companies do that. If you have a character, we have a character. Yep. You know, yep. Marvel and DC, it's like, oh, you got Namor, we got Aquaman. You know, you got Superman, we got Hyperion. It, it, it goes back. It, it, so the back two characters, it's tennis. Yeah, it's tennis. You know, it's like you got Thanos, we got Dark Side. The question is, is who always came up with it first? So looking at him at a glance, very similar history. Um, the character's name is Adrian Chase. You know, he's a district attorney. We know Frank Castle was uh, a police. He was, you know, he came back from the Vietnam War. He was a police officer. Adrian Chase was a district attorney putting away criminals. But what would happen? He was good at his job. He was really good at his job. But a lot of times people, you know, these criminals would get out on a technicality. Right. Ah, They use the system technicality. and, And that's where, you know, they would get back on the streets. People were paid off. Judges were paid off. Other lawyers were paid off. Jury members were paid off. Right. This got to his frustration. He was very angry about that, but still believed in his job. 
when you look more into the character, you realize that his dad was um, a defense attorney, right? So his dad would, you know, and five generations of the Chase family were all lawyers, all worked at a law firm and worked doing very well. So they, you know, he came from money. You know, his parents came from money. That's what they worked for. But his dad was just, all right, I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer to get the money. That's it. Not corrupt. Right. Just, you know, I'll defend someone and I'll try to get them free. And uh, I don't think if they did a crime or not, I, I did my job. I walk away. I got paid well. I'm living in this big house supporting my family. And Adrian had more of a conscience. And that's where the conflict came in is that he didn't agree with that. So he went on as a district attorney trying to put the bad guys away where his dad was kind of defending them. And then seeing them get away. Okay. That was that was a little yeah Nick. that that changed up the psyche that changed up the psyche in him like ah it's not fair it's not fair so no you know just want to take it in its own hands right and then what adds more meat to it and what's the actual catalyst is that at one point he turns around uh, he puts his one conviction you know this one fell in the way he thinks he's got it that guy ends up getting out but his people so he was like the biggest mob guy in New York. The other people underneath him were upset and planted a bomb inside of Adrian's apartment. Once it detonated, it killed off Adrian's wife and his two kids. Right? Once again, I get similar to the Punisher. Now here's where things get a little bit different. So Adrian just kind of backed off and said, okay, fine. He kind of disappeared. Obviously, you just lost your family from someone you put away. So because of your job. It wasn't like the Punisher where it was like, oh, we're just at a picnic and we got caught in a crossfire. This was mm-hmm. totally premeditated, in- in- intentional. Yep. Walks away, you know, he quits his job, had to bury his family, and then he kind of disappears. No one knows where he's gone for six months. And they always keep mentioning this to show you how fast. And in those six months, what he did is – and and, and, and the and I, and I can't fully remember it, but I know in those six months, he went away and I, he started training. I don't know who he trained with, but he trained with someone to teach him, you know, so he, he got physically fit. Like he right. was, he was in good shape before, but I mean, he got like, you know, athletic performance, fit, learned about weapons, learned to fight. In six months, he took a crash course on how to be a vigilante to be vigilante. And then he found other people to help him with this mission. And you find out more about their story as they go along. Um, and when he's in there, he's, uh, he gets out, he, he starts and, and his whole premise is I don't go around just killing anybody. I only go and get those that are convicted that got away with it. I'm making them pay. Right. He has a conscious soul. So the hard thing is he wants to be a vigilante, but when he gets in these situations, he can't pull the trigger. He, he's mm-hmm. like a vigilante with a gun. But doesn't want to kill. Right. You know, I, okay. Like Punisher wouldn't think twice about it. Punisher don't even know if you, Punisher just walk in and is like, all right, I know you 10 guys are all mobsters. And he's going to dust them all. Vigilante will come in there and it's like, I know you guys, 10 guys are mobsters, but the the, the crimes you got away with, I mm, let's see if I can find another way to bring you down. Even though he, he lives by the gun. So we know, to me, this story still stands true and i'm not going to get deep about it still stands true up to now where we see the law system which very should be cut and dry black and white has a lot of shades of gray in between it and people that should 
pay a higher crime or a crime don't and those that really shouldn't do are do yeah that, that's as deep as i'm going to go with it so his storyline is more a burning well, issue and and current in the past few years than maybe the punisher storyline so this i can see coming back as mm-hmm. um a series you know an adult theme series that that's yeah. that's that's how i see it because it would really you know promote people to talk and think about it you know and see that superheroes are not just about all right let me stop a meteor from hitting this planet there's a right. lot of deep rooted deep real issues are happening to them and they're basically you start to understand that although this is a drawn character yes the experience and the stuff that the issues that they're going through is very real and it doesn't say that someone will get to that point where their psyche will kind of bend to one side of the law type of scenario but you can actually you can you know gravitate to that much much better it, there, there's a definitely a more um, human response behind that yes so when when situations happen like this with adrian adrian chase and what's happening with his his wife and his two kids again it's a plausible fortunately it's a plausible story that can technically happen you can literally depending on where you are, depending on what city you in, you know, we, we know, let's be real. We'll be very honest. And it's kind of segueing off a little bit, but you know, that, you know, there are certain type of, you know, actions and stuff like that isn't happening in every city. We may not see it because we're not in that particular limelight, but you being a, him being a, a, a lawyer, an attorney in that sense, he's closer to that. And these might be unfortunately type of repercussions that could possibly happen. So, I agree with Barry that this is a this is a great opportunity that this particular uh, character can come to small screen, uh, or it can come to I say like you say it can come to a Netflix or in that regard. Yeah. But you actually have a lot of stories as I, we used to say, not source material. Although that was more for other stuff, there's definitely a lot of source material that you could definitely bring and make it um, like a Hill Street. Oh God, I just dated myself. Hill Street Blues. Wow. Yeah. I don't know where this came from. <laughs> I don't know why I'm gonna have to look off camera. Like, really? What? 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 <laughs> and, and, and I and I I don't know why. I'm there thinking Law and Order, but I just went Hill Street Blues. Wow, Bloody Francis. Yeah, Ooh. I don't know. I saw Ice T, and I just went Hill Street. Hill Street, Hill Street Blues. Wow, that's bringing me back, man. I, I, that's see, what I'm like saying. My, my God, you, you you might be up there with New York Undercover. <laughs> well, th- there you go. But these are here. Here's the side thing that all these characters, all these shows that we're bringing up they basically was able to bring real life issues and put it on the screen. Yes. Vigilante actually has the ability that you can make this to be so realistic. Yeah. And just get to the point of realistic real, realism and then pull it down just slightly a shade. So at least a person will feel that it's still a TV, but let them know that the drama that the person is going through is actual things that, you know, people actually go through and they feel, you know, we can just make that connection better. So, um, yeah, uh, Vigilante is basically born through trauma, born yeah. out of pain. Yes. And, and and this is, again, we may always be serious and, you know, have fun and we joke around with other things, whatever, but this character actually is one that we like, you know, um, may not have been from our stat- eyesight to bring it to like that, but we're just realizing like, yeah, this is a character that could be, you know, 
that could actually make it true. But yeah, I digress. Continue. No, no, actually, no, you're right. And you hit it on the, the head. So you, if you look at the shows like Law and Order, right? Hill Street Blues, mm-hmm. you know, we say New York Undercover, it brings a grittiness in, in, to it. And this, yeah. everyone likes a crime, a crime drama. So if you take a crime drama and right. you put it with this, this, you know, with Vigilante, it makes sense to me. What I mean is when you're saying you hit a great point where you're saying based in realism. So if you look at movies that were based in something real and had a little bit of twist to it, it it's mm-hmm. always a fun ride because you're like trying to decipher, okay, what's real, what's not. And then see how right. the writer does it so if you look at things like for example um once upon a time in hollywood quentin tarantino mm. a lot of that is real characters real scenarios and he inputted his own and and made little twists there and if anyone didn't see it i'm not going to give away the ending even though you should have seen it by now it, it's really good and if you know the true case of what happens mm-hmm. and then how he ends it it you know it's nice it's it's nice um then there's also you know the, the da vinci code and those dan brown series right 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 you know a lot of it is dealing with stuff that people know and then putting mm-hmm. their own little twist on it so right. once again it's like oh this really exists that really exists this really exists these right. things happen when you're talking yeah. about the knights templar and you're talking about friday the 13th and people want to know okay well, why is friday the 13th known as a bad luck day well the knights uh, of templar were betrayed and killed on friday the 13th henceforth this is why i started off as a bad luck thing all the time up to present day now so if you look up why does friday the 13th exist it goes all the way back those are true events that those are historical Mm -hmm. events but once again you get like dan gets in there with da vinci code and and and, you know all the other books he's written right touches on it and and comes in and out so with what's happening today in the world and you get mm-hmm. vigilante and you put him in there as a district attorney dealing with the law system and then snapping. <laughs> yeah. Snapping. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I'm reading a comic book. It, it's a, it's easy read. I mean, I, I could have been a heavy, darker mm. comic book. I found yeah. it was a little bit too light. I, I thought it could have gone a little bit more darker. And well, I, I guess they didn't want to go the full well, Punisher this, route. This is the thing. So you don't want to make that type of easy comparison like you really want to make it seem like yeah we took some elements of the penitentiary just like nobody changed it we you know and, and just yeah. so like no one can come back later on and again this is for this time um i i was i would say that because it is like a derivative off of punisher around the same time um who knows if the, if they were if, if dc was thinking like we don't know if that Punisher stuff on the other side will work. Let's pull ours down from, from a sixth gear. Let's drop it to a fifth gear. So it's yeah. not as gritty. So just in case, if it doesn't do, like you see, you know, they can just say, wow, that's really tough on that side of the fence. Oh, that's, ooh, that's, I feel for you. But DC <laughs> over here, our guy is not, he's not, he's not killing anybody. Yes, yes, purposely yes. like that. Yes. So, so I can see why they probably would come along with that line of that saying, because it's a very touchy subject. This is back in the eighties, and you just don't want to fuel out anything that'll just come back. You know, repercussion comes back to DC. So they're like, we're giving you a six minus one. Isn't that five? Yeah. Why did you say five? No, I just want to let you know we could have went there. We did it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So like to show you this character comes about and then that's what his motivation is so adrian what he's mm-hmm. done is 
his dad at the time when he starts off his career thinks he's just being a bum like he hasn't kind of recovered from the death of his wife and his kids right. at this point he's got himself a, a tricked out rv like one of these extreme rvs i don't even know how this thing drives because it's so big i don't know how it would turn but once again double decker rv he's got computer equipment on this rv you know hey it's it's, it's dc it's comic books right and he's got two people that help him out and one kind of gets information and she gets a lot of information for him and then he has this other guy who is a tech genius tech and works on and weapons so makes him this 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 you know you know kick-ass motorcycle yes. that's got machine guns and you know, it's got gyros in it, so it, it, it won't fall over when he's leaning on it, and he can jump off, and it almost drives itself. And, it, and it he's running out. It basically was saying that you know, you could he could be running at 140, 140 yeah. miles per hour, lean, and the gyro still keep him balanced. And I'm like, when I read that, I'm like, how come no one's making that right now? Because right, that will be needed. Like, yo, Thank that you. will be. Let's make that right now. But that's just um, make sure you just cut us uh, cut us a check when you when you do that because we brought it back to your life. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. Hondo, <laughs> just just remain few. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, exactly. sorry, stay on right? target. Stay on target. So target. right. So he he's got all these things. So he took the inheritance that his mom left him because his mom passed away um, mm -hmm. and left him an inheritance. He used that money to get the training, get them people, get the RV, get all the techni uh, technology. And then get the people to help him out. And they went on that crusade. And you find out that, you know, the girl, for example, that's helping him is he helped her out because she got like jumped, beaten, raped, you know, and it was him and his wife that took care of her, uh, brought right. her in. You know, she had to have the baby. They they pretty much saved her and then taught her the law, even though she never studied law herself. And then she kind of she almost works as like an information gatherer for him. And yeah, he stays is, yeah. on target with certain um, villains that he wants to mm -hmm. fight, um, you know. And people he wants to bring down the law system hasn't been able to touch. So that's his whole thing. A lot of his books, you know, when you're reading it, it's not a clear cut ending. Like, you know, his first issue number one, he hears, okay, you know, she, his informant, she brings him this information saying, hey, I have a friend who, um, you know, yeah. she, her husband just got killed. And if you mm -hmm. remember the story, you know, yeah. this guy comes in working for this gangster, kills the husband, you know, the, you know, and he's an older gentleman, kills the husband. No, sorry. He tries no, to no, kill the it, husband, right? Husband funds him off the very first time. Yeah, well, he can no, he tried to actually he come to kill the wife. He came to kill the wife, and the husband is like saying, "What are you doing, with my wife?" And tried to uh, fend them off. Yeah. Um, and he shot the, the 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 person, the assailant, and he's like, "Tell the, the lady, basically, it's her I want. I'm coming back for you." So this is where the problem was that um, the husband now, because he pulled out a gun, was an unregistered gun. Yes. So. It was an unregistered gun. So then basically, I guess by this point now, he's being proper and went to the police that came by, whatever the case, the yep. or whatever, yep. went to court and they're saying, yeah, sir. So, um, yeah, so because you have an unregistered gun, so we're going to put you in jail for like, uh, we're going to fine you and whatever the case be for like two years. What? But I'm a self-defense. I'm trying to save my yeah. family. Yeah. No. Nah. No, so that was uh, a crazy thing. So how the, the gentleman died is because he knew you got bought out. Everybody here got bought out, and he just realized who bought them out, and tried to approach and jump that particular house to get the the big boss. Yes. saying because the boss, the the wife is the boss's uh, secretary. Yeah, yeah, exactly, so the, exactly. So exactly. the boss was thinking, doing some stuff, and he realizing I think he knows a little bit too much. You're going to have to take out that little problem so that's right. why someone was coming to the wife so the husband's defending his wife honor whatever the case be breaks into the house 
And sure enough, when what? he breaks in with the gangster, that no, same no. judge is sitting right there. So I mean, it's he, right there. He, he got because what happens during the court? He ran out. He escaped during the court mm-hmm. trial, and then later on that night. He went to the main gangster's house, had a shotgun. He jumped in to go and shoot the main gangster. And that judge that sentenced him to two years is sitting there having dinner with him. What the what? Yep. Yeah. And then he got killed there. So when Vigilante gets involved, he's like, okay, well, obviously, what's going on? She's like, well, I used to work for him and mm-hmm. as a secretary. And I stopped. And when I stopped, I took these papers with me and I had them as blackmail, you know, for him to leave me alone. When Vigilante went to confront the main gangster, he was like, oh, it's true. She did work for me and she did take the papers. She has something I really want and I, and I want them back. And she's been using those to um, blackmail me for me to pay her money so she can live a certain mm-hmm. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Right? Vigilante now leaves, does his investigation, looks, goes and confronts her saying, okay, I know you have the papers. He says you're blackmailing him for money. I don't see any money in your bank account going back and forth. What is going on? There's more to this story you're not telling me. And she finally comes out saying, well, you know, when I was working for him, I fell in love with him. I thought he loved me. Um, we, we were together. And then I got pregnant and I realized the kind of lifestyle he had. I couldn't have him close to, you know, my son, our son. Mm-hmm. So I took the papers and left and said, if you ever come after me or my son, then I'll expose you. Stay away so my son can re- lead a normal life. And that's when she met the other guy, got married with him. He didn't care who the father was. He raised, you know... You know, he got married to the, the, the secretary and raised the stepson as his own. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. And that was it. And this is how the whole thing came unraveled. So then Vigilante took the papers and said, hey, I found the truth. She's not blackmailing you money. She's blackmailing you to stay away from your, your son, your family. He's like, well, that's my son. I can be able. To. So that's where that whole confrontation comes down in issue number one. So, you know, it's interesting. And he's got an interesting run mm-hmm. um, and, and story arcs. And that it, it pretty much stagnant. And then, of course, some of the supporting characters get killed off. Some of the supporting characters end up leaving. Other people he teams up with seem to get killed off also during that 50 run issue. Right. You know, at one point he quits and someone else takes up the mantle of vigilante mm-hmm. and then they get killed by peacemaker. <laughs> yeah. Which is, Ooh. yeah. Right. So it brings Adrian back to take up the role once again as vigilante, but he's mm-hmm. starting to kind of crack around the edges and he made an oath. Never fight the police. Unlike mm-hmm. NWA. Um, <laughs> yeah. Never fight the police. That was his oath. He rather, he said, I'd rather kill myself than fight the police because they have no part in what's going on. I'm fighting the system, not right. the individual. So every right. time police show up, he always takes off. He, he won't fire at them. He won't shoot them. Nothing. Mm-hmm. But there's certain events. And the key point was in issue 37, when he goes out for revenge, ends up killing a police officer. and he just starts losing. He starts kind of slowly unraveling. Sinking in. Mm-hmm. Down the rabbit hole, just going down further and further and further. So this whole story, and I mean, you know, and before we get to that, mm-hmm. uh, this character was created by, you know, um, the, two of my favorite people. So Marv Wolfman and George Perez. So Marv Wolfman is a writer, George Perez, the artist, and they had a lot of influence with the new Teen Titans run. And that, so that particular run was, Robin, Starfire, right. Raven, Kid Flash, um, Beast Boy, and Cyborg. That was right. the core of that team when they came back. And I love the first 26 issues of that series. Brought in a lot of characters. So, you know, Vigilante was one of them and then had his own offshoot. And then um, 
And then and you could understand probably where the writing went after that, because at one point, you know, uh, they started it off. Uh, and, and he's the second person to use his name, uh, Vigilante. But then, you know, you had other people that came in. So Alan Moore, you know, and Paul Kripperberg came in as writers on this series at one point. So if you know, you know, especially uh, said Alan Moore, I mean, think of the Watchmen. That, that's, that's Alan Moore. He, he's got a more cynical, darker look. Um, he, the, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, not the movie, yeah. which I enjoy, mm-hmm. but the, the, the comic books, the volumes. So all of that comes about. So this is what brings me to the end of this particular run. So they said in issue 37 was the major turning point of this character up to issue 50. They said that when they wrote it, they knew that this is going to be the end game for Vigilante at the age of, at, sorry, since issue 37. They sat down and said, here's how we're planning out the end. So sales weren't all that great for the character. They had a lot more freedom to do. And mm-hmm. you're dealing with someone, you know, the saying goals, right? Uh, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Mm-hmm. So Vigilante at this point is, you know, he's down and out. He doesn't have the RV anymore. He's he's quit. He's come back. He's gotten a lot more darker. He never dealt properly with, in my opinion, the loss of his family. Right. And issue 50 at the end, he turns around. You you can see the characters hit a very low moment. He walks and it's very reminiscent of Spider-Man. When Spider-Man quits one point, he throws his costume in the garbage. Vigilante comes into the apartment. He takes off his costume. He has a, these red goggles as part of his costume. He crushes those in his hand, goes to the bathroom, puts down his gun, pulls out one bullet, puts a bullet in there. And he has a monologue and he ends himself. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, and then he gets found by his girlfriend, who was Thorne, who ends up being one of the members of the Suicide Squad. But she comes across him and, you know, they, and it's not like a, tricking smoke and mirror situation it really adrian that's how adrian ended his arc so i know this is a little bit darker than what we normally like to deal with but i just wanted to put some light on it that story writing was really good on it mm-hmm. the character can definitely fit up to now and you know and of course in comic books no one's gone forever that's for yeah. sure right right but keep in mind now that we're going into the holiday season where people struggle in the holiday season and on a serious note if you know someone that's struggling, reach out to them, have patience with them, be there for them. And if you are someone that's struggling, we know that when you walk up the door, it's the mask and underneath it's the storm. So please understand there's people out there, resources out there. Um, there's prevention lines, reach out to wherever you're located around the world, you know, call. There's no, there's no shame in calling, you know, no matter what you might be thinking, rather you hear than not that's that's right so you know definitely use that as it's a suicide prevention line reach out to them reach out to a friend and people out there especially now i mean it's been tough almost two years with covid and people being cooped up in their boxes of their houses or homes this is why we do what we do because it's a nice break uh so please please honestly uh get help give help and 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 you know and everyone out there Remember, everyone has something else going on. God gave you two years. You can use one for a friend. Listen, that that's the best way. Um, that's the that's the best thing. Like, listen, you, you have two years. Um, just you know, 
have conversations. You may have someone that you you may, you know, who you may seem think that they might having some, you know, some issues and they just want someone to talk to. You know, just be a lending ear, reach out to them and just say, listen, there's no this is this this is not to dig into your business, but if you ever need. And sometimes people just need to hear that someone yes. is willing to listen. And I think that's really one of the uh the criteria of humanity at this time we just think that no one wants to hear us and you don't want to bog anybody down um but there's always there's always a there's always a listening ear you might have a friend who, who you can just confide in um but if you don't want to go to a friend as barry stated there's phone numbers there's people believe believe me there are people who are out there who have the, the nice um friendly voice and have a the the mindset to just to listen to you because that's all sometimes people just need someone to listen to and once they have that conversation you know that person most times will feel so relieved something is just lifted off of them so um like barry said this is a little different type of um podcast that we normally do but as you can see um it built it's built off this character we actually yeah. we like the character we like what the character represents in the sense that he represents real issues real tough issues um you sometimes have characters who do things and the writers will put something in uh, i vaguely remember there was a time dc and dc does this that's what i try to remember too dc does stuff like this mm-hmm. there was um this is early golden age uh golden era of um green arrow and um right spot uh speedy was yes. on drugs and stuff like that and you know i remember coming across that and reading that i'm like wow that was even they said at that time that was a big controversy to actually write that in the comic books and put that out there but they want to show what's happening at the time how you know some young people who are you know are going through particular struggles and you know being addicted to drugs and stuff like that so they add that in yeah so i like how that was like a couple of issues you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And, 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 like and he still mentioned it up to now. Like Roy Harper, they still the say that he's a functioning, not a functioning, he's a recovering um addict, right? Because addict. he knows yeah. that addiction is always there and it's something he's gonna deal with his whole thing. So they always still make mention of that with Roy Harper up to now, a hundred percent. You know, and I remember that issue where very you know, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I remember but, that issue very well because Green Arrow was like uh someone's like, Hey man, I think it was Black and Arrow. I'm not sure. And if I'm wrong, you know, you can all correct me. But I know someone said, you know, don't you see it? Roy is an addict. And and Green Arrow's like, what are you talking about? And he was like, oh, my gosh. And it, it just. So close to it. He just, yeah. Yeah. He didn't catch the signs. Point. He didn't catch the signs. So, and he, and he, the, the guilt, you know, uh, and how they dealt with it. I think they wrote about it really in a mature. I think they did it well. Yeah. They did it really well. Yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 this, and this is why I like Vigilante. Because when a comic book does a character or does an issue for a character a situation you know realism and they plug it in it's gonna be for a couple of episodes and so forth mm-hmm. this this is basically like the whole series yeah so so it wasn't like they just kind of touched on it a little bit and just pulled back out and go back to our regular schedule programs yeah nope this is the regular schedule program yep. that someone's <laughs> having particular issues and you know we need to see it the writers did a great job of putting it through their eyes so we can see and have a better understanding because some people sometimes just may see it they may know but they don't know how to deal with it so you can see what where those people 
may be and how their um, trajectory will be and where they go if they're going down this side of the road, that side of the road, whatever it needs to be. So once you now see things in the comic, it gives you a better understanding. So if you can have help somebody, you say, you know what? A real talk. You can tell your parents, comic books saved my life. Comic yep. books is, is real things. And you can learn from comic books. And this is where you can uh, do Absolutely. These tales are there to teach and entertain. You know, mm-hmm. and so I, I know we've done our teaching thing. So thank you for, yeah. for hearing us on that. But yeah, we're, we're going to end it off on on this note. Not we're going to mm-hmm. go back to our little bit of entertaining. We'll use that as a segue. <laughs> so that and thank you once again. And don't forget. So that being said, Rod, mm-hmm. if you had to turn around and cast someone to play vigilante right now, be right. You know, and I and I think we can probably lean more instead of a movie, uh, a series. Once again, I know a lot of time we say series because I want to see the character, yeah, develop. Bro. I want to see the character dig in there. I would like to see him on the series. It definitely has got to be something more adult themed. It cannot because of how the character is, so it it, it can't be PG thirteen, so to speak. It's gonna be a little bit more uh, grittier than that. The world he's uh, living in, you know, or it could be. Uh, anyways, late, late night TV. There we go. Late night hey, TV distributing. Who would you pick? Or who's well, your choice to play Adrian Chase? Well, you, you know me. I like to um, get someone who has some some acting chops. Sometimes you'll definitely will find someone who's like, hey, I never heard of this particular gentleman. But this person is one that we all know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, my choice is actually going to be Ryan Gosling. So, I mean, you can be like, you know, we know him for La La Land. We know him from, you know, Drive and, and other, you know, famous stuff that he's done. And that's great. But we also know from him, from Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049. Now, from that, if we recall, he was, uh, he was gritty. He was gritty. He was gritty. He was a gritty, he was a gritty cop. He was was a gritty cop. So in that particular mindset, I'm thinking like, you know what? It's not that, it's not that far-fetched, you know, it's a futuristic, he's, you know, he, you know, with Harrison Ford, you know, he's a replicate, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. But he has the acting chops. He has the physique. Um, being able to do the the live action jumping and you know doing some you know doing some fight scenes and stuff like that, I could literally see um, Ryan pulling that off. I could see Ryan pulling that off. Touche. All right, good, good. For half a second, I got worried. A half half a second, I got worried. Right. So, um, well, I'll, I'll say this. Like your choice, I see where you're going with. Um, I can see that happening. My choice, because I'm looking also a little bit more at the character, and and once again, someone is acting chops, mm-hmm. and a, a, a lot of people sleep on this particular actor. In my opinion, mm-hmm. definitely could pull it off. He, he's shown it before in some of his previous work, up to now. Ryan Philippi. Hence the reason why you were worried, Ryan. Yeah, my eyes got big when you said Ryan. I'm like, oh no, we for once we, we hit the same person. No, Ryan Ryan Philippi. So if you look at Ryan Philippi, uh, I think it was what Cruel Intentions. He also is uh, the last project I, I know him attached to, and he did for a good few seasons was Shooter, which was based. It was a season, so he did that show that was based off the movie with Mark Wahlberg, where he's you know uh, okay. um, a sniper. He was wrongly right. accused of being hunted. So when I look at Adrian Chase and I see you know, physically mm. what he looks like. And I see Ryan Philippi. I'm like, okay, you got that blonde hair. You can do that. You've done the whole, you know, shooter for how many seasons TV right. show. Yep, physically too. fit, doing all the jumping. The, 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 the Obviously you're being a sniper and mm-hmm. Vigilante's main thing is hand-to-hand combat and being a sniper. You know, he's a marksman as they, they say. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he, 
he's, he's got the physique. He's got the look. He definitely has the acting chops to pull it off. If you look at some of his past work with Ryan Phillippe, the, the actor is slept on. You know, I know um, a lot of people think more of his ex there, which he was like, what, legal and legally blonde and all that there. But mm-hmm. Ryan Phillippe is, is okay. to me, he, he's the man. I, I think that's who I, I'm going with. So I know you're going with Goslin. I'm going with Phillippe. We okay. are going to put out a straw poll. <laughs> when you sure. see it, click the link, sure. cast your vote. Cast your vote. Or uh, simply just write in your comment who you can see play Vigilante, Adrian Chase Vigilante we're talking about. I know those have taken up the role. Um, I know it's going to be interesting to see which actor is playing him in the HBO uh, series Peacemaker. And, you know, mm-hmm. time will tell when that comes out, but this will be out before that. So that's for sure. So right. that 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 is that. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Iconist podcast. Um, hope you enjoyed this as much as we do. And I said, remember, the holiday season is coming up. So have an ear for someone else who might need it and, um, and, and reach out. And on that note, as I always like to say, this world is created by a pencil, a piece of paper, and imagination. Keep on dreaming. Let's do it. Have yourself a good one. Yeah. Ooh, a prince. <laughs> We're out. <laughs>